0: 18 plus. Oh, 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 oh.
1: So 65 off the top of the dome, no running order. Yep, no running order. But
2: we're going to wing it. 65, that sounds a lot like Klitschko's numbers, but I don't think it is, is it?
1: No, uh, no. I remember I remember one of his le- late fights. I think it might have been Fury. Yeah. He was hunting for his 50th knockout. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think he had quite had 65 must have had fights. Then. Manny Pacquiao might have had 65 fights. I think Hagler did. Yeah. Yeah, Ray Leonard didn't have that many at all. I don't no. think he even got forty.
2: I think in the eighties, people just fought loads. I mean, it wasn't like the fifties where they don't even train. they're just or well, they're training, training just in the ring. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, I think Ray Leonard. He was ahead of his time in a way where he uh, he he was like the Super Bowl. He yeah. would only box when he had to box, kind of thing. Especially later in his career, because he was retiring every five minutes.
2: Yeah, I think. Um what he earned in his debut Hagler earned in a year Mm. might have been in two years so yeah Yeah, that was Ray for you yeah so have you ever got anything for sixty-five apart from guessing how many people how many fights people (laughs) have had (laughs) that's that's, that's the content you're getting going forward because the numbers aren't low anymore happy new year see you next time see the 30s or 40s it's like was rich pickings you know but not now
1: yeah nah none of that now we've kind of 2020 is kind of the year of no running orders no none of that just winging it uh so it's been a few weeks isn't it since we last recorded um since my, myself and Flav did did the podcast after Joshua there's been a few fights since then yeah um so Crawford's boxed uh Jamel Charlo's boxed um Julio Cesar Chavez did Chavez things. Battle uh, Jack, yeah, Battle <coughs> Jack. Uh, so I think what we might as well do is just quickly brush over those fights and then kind of talk about the year and the decade as a whole and, and see and see what happens, kind of thing. It's a weird decade, actually,
2: because so, yeah. it's like there's things with. I mean, before we just started, I thought, yeah, Heavy Machinelli, that was 2010. It's 2008, so <laughs> that's the sort of content you get for the next hour or so. But um, it's been it's been an interesting year. Mm. Um, I think we started out as a, every year is so much hope. I remember many moons ago, Boxing Monthly did the fights he wanted to see happen. And the mm. fight I'll always remember would be um, Ricky Hatton versus Junior Witter. Yep. they say, this is a fight that's got to happen, and yep. um, it never did.
1: It would have been a rotter, wouldn't it? I think it would have been an absolute stinker.
2: At the time, I really, really wanted it, but yeah. now I look back and think, why?
1: why? Yeah, it, it would have it done a lot for Junior Witter's bank account. Yes. Um, but it would have done nothing for Ricky Hatton.
2: No, I think Timothy Bradley done everyone a favour.
1: Yeah, he did, and the, yeah, that fight was kind of the making of Timmy Bradley, wasn't it? I'd never heard of him before then.
2: Well, it's like Crawford, there's a, quite a rich history of, um, not such unheralded. That's probably a bit going over the top, but yeah. um, fighters that don't come over with much fanfare and beating mm. our boys. Mm. And I kind of wish I went to that Crawford fight against Vicky Burns, and I don't think I'll ever see him.
1: Yeah, it's a good, yeah, it's a good point actually. Yeah, could have just yeah made the trip up there because I remember at the time I, I saw. Um, when Crawford came around, I saw him beat Breedis Prescott uh, on an undercard. I can't remember. It was on Box Nation, the early years of Box Nation, which I think he's about to die, isn't it, Box <laughs> Nation? Um, but I remember seeing him beat Breedis Prescott and thinking, he's fucking a bit good, him. He, he's quite good. And yeah, then when he came over to fight Ricky Burns, I thought, yeah, he's going to smash up Burns. And he did, didn't he? Yeah. Burns did well to go to full 12 with him. Burns
2: did, Burn ha- he had been treading water. I mean, he fought... It
1: was Ray Beltran.
2: Wasn't it was it? Beltran. There was a Gonzalez who broke his forearm. Yep. Yeah,
1: he kind of got away with those. Yeah. So I think it was it was coming. Yeah, it was. He was just on the turn a bit, but fair play to Ricky Burns. He, he he boxed this year. We saw him box this year, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. We saw him box this year at, at the O2 not long ago. So yeah, it's been a it's been a it's been. A, do you think it's been a good year for boxing? Twenty nineteen.
2: It's it's easy to forget about the little people, but you can't look it's hard to look beyond what happened to AJ mm. and the fanfare. Not that it's much of fanfare, but what followed, you know, this, you know, what happened to him in the ring. Mm-hmm. And the year has been defined a bit by that. Mm-hmm. The, um, it's been a decent year. You know, I want to say it's been an outstanding year. You know, looking at um, a few different publications and websites, for what they picked as the Fights of the Year and the Boxers of the Year. And it is pretty slim pickings if you go below five on the top ten Fights of the Year, for example, you kind of just kind of scraping about and picking whoever else is choosing at that stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the top three, top three, maybe five are set in stone. Below that, it's a bit of a bun fight.
1: Yeah, I think, it's, if you look at the, I think if you look at the the sport as a whole, I think it's in quite a healthy place. There's loads of TV channels now that are all picking it up. DAZN's been good for British fighters because you think of guys like Liam Smith and Josh Kelly. They've been boxing in America and probably making pretty good money. Uh, So I think for the boxers, it's been quite a good year. There's loads of shows going on. But I think at the absolute elite, the top of the sport, I'm not sure if it has been a good year. I think it's been a bad year. Um, If you think about uh, Beterbiev and Vozdik, they crowned a new lineal light heavyweight champion. The heavyweight division is obviously really, really going strong. Uh, Although Wilder and Fury didn't fight this year, did they? That was December of last year. Um, You know, Canelo. Canelo's really gone to the next level this year. Um, so I think it's been a, a good year, but not a great year. I don't think it's been a bad year at all. Um, you think about some of the fights that have happened, I think Spence and Porter kind of stands out. You yeah. know, like I said, Paterbia, Vosdick, Canelo against uh, Kovalev. I think there's been a lot of good stuff right at the very, very top of the sport.
2: It, yeah, there has. Um, but as ever, you know, there's always a shadow of you know, drugs. And yeah. And drugs. And it kind of um, changed the division, changed the headbreak division in particular, with Gerard Miller getting popped yeah and then the dillian white that's kind of up i mean to this day we don't know what happened no <laughs> i mean he's no. cleared now so that's he's I mean, cleared and that's that yeah is what it is but um you know maybe if he hadn't been popped maybe he'd have made the year even better yeah
1: yeah yeah it's 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 it's, it's been an interesting it's been interesting i think uh we're gonna talk about fighters of the year and things like that towards towards the end of the pod but um I think probably the the thing that kinda of leaves a sour taste in the mouth for this year has been the quality of judging. I think it's probably been an all time low this year. It has. Um but then
2: a lot of a lot of things I've observed will just be one bad card out of three. Yeah. And um there's always one, isn't there? Yeah, and it just overshadows it. I mean um Taylor v Prescott, I think there was one ropey card there. I mean, it was probably the right result in hindsight. but there's Taylor one... Progre. Yeah, Taylor v Progrey. Yeah. Uh, there's one bad one there. Yeah. I think Barancic, there might have been another ropey one there yeah. as well. Postol, yeah. that's the previous year. Yeah. So um, it is frustrating. I don't know what we do about it. Um, I don't know if it's going to have to be a VAR thing or if you just maybe get a fourth judge, but he's in another room somewhere. Yeah. I, I I don't know. Um, I mean, it's, I think it's a tale as old as time that house fighters get a decision. Mm. Um, but now there's a lot more um, eyes on it. Yeah. And it's making the sport look looking not look so great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the main thing for me that stands out this year is the quality of the judging. I think it's been really, really poor. And like I said just then, there's always one bad card. Yeah. You know there's going to be a fucky card. Even if one guy wins, you can see it, he's won 10 rounds. Yeah. There's going to be a draw or a really close one. It's like, you just know it. And I don't know, you know, the the, the, the cynic in me makes me think, it's a betting thing. Yeah. You know, is it a betting thing? Is it, you know, people bet on split decisions and things like that? You know, I'm, I'm just being a cynic, but it's just... It do, it's really, really quite troubling that the, the, you know, kind of the level of officiating and all these weird cards that happen every single big, big night. There
2: was talk of gambling when the the, maybe the Canelo won.
1: Yes. Yeah. Of the, was, was one a draw? The, yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's possible. It's possible. So the week after uh, AJ and Ruiz, Terence Crawford boxed the Mean Machine. I'm not going to say his name because yeah. I don't even know. Uh, he got knocked out. Crawford. He got knocked down. Really?
2: I've not seen the fight. That's disgraceful. I've not seen the fight. He got
1: knocked down, but it wasn't called a knockdown. It was as blatant as knockdown as you'll ever see. Yeah. But it didn't get called a knockdown. And for the first time, because with Crawford, he's been boxing these middle-of-the-road kind of guys. Yeah. You know, his best wins, Gamboa maybe, or Postal, They're probably his best wins. He's been fighting these middle-of-the-road kind of guys. Decent fighters, but no one special. And he's, he's completely dominated them. And he dominated this guy for the most part, but he got knocked down. <laughs> and so people, he did, and, but once he got the guy hurt, he got him out of there. He's very vicious. That's yes. the thing about Crawford. Once he gets you hurt, he is going to get you out of there. He's very calm, but he's vicious about it. Um, do you think perhaps there is, perhaps this this opposition, because he's not been facing the best opposition that, Perhaps he is starting to just dip a little bit. There's a
2: possibility of that. There's lots of talk of him fighting Porter. Mm-hmm. I think Porter is well, obviously aware of the of the cold war between top rank and PBC. Mm-hmm. But I think he just said, "You know, we're going. You know, we're moving away from the intermediaries. We're going directly to each other." Said, "Look, we both want this fight. Let's make it happen. That would be a wonderful fight for for Terence Crawford because I feel that." Um, Sean Porter, probably won't like me, saying he's a bit of a gatekeeper almost at this mm. stage, where he's fought everyone. It's like almost like a Glenn Johnson of the welterweight division, where he just fights everyone, and that's like a proof of your metal mm. whether whether you belong at the top level or not. I and think that's true. I feel that fight will be the test. I think he'd be motivated for that fight. It's difficult to be motivated against people who no one's heard of, mm. and I don't know. I mean, me and you have said on this pod so many times that the fighters are the ones who've got to control their careers. It's Pacquiao was famous for it, where. Mm oh, I'll fight whoever Bob puts in front of me. I'm like, no, mate. Yeah. Fuck people up. Go out there and smash the best
1: up. Yeah, it's your it's, career. It's, it's a
2: very short career. Mm. And, um, I mean, Crawford's 30, 31 now. Mm. And I think in the next 18 to 24 months, he has to be fighting these guys. He has to be fighting the PBC guys. They've mm. got to make that happen. He can't, he can't keep fighting these no-name fighters because he was top of my pound-for-pound pound list, but I can't justify it now.
1: No. No, no, yeah, that I feel exactly the same for a long time. You know, with Boxing Monthly, I've always done the help them with their pound for pound list. And I had Crawford up at number one, just like you, for a little while. Now I have him at four, uh, you know, because yeah. those top five are up there, the top five. And yeah. I don't think anyone gets near them. And Crawford's in that top five. But I don't think he has a case to be above Lomachenko or Canelo. Or oh, maybe even Usyk. Yeah, and well, um, way as well. Yeah, and way as well. You probably would have him four or five. Because he's just... He's good. He's really good. Unified divisions. Won the old championships. But he's just not got that next win. And Sean Porter gives anyone a hard fight. No,
2: 100%. And um, I've given a grief in the past for fighting the likes of um, Crawler and Campbell and mm. Russell Jr. These guys are decent, but... Mm. They're not people to make a legacy of, so I can't give um, Terence Crawford a past when his last big win was, was Postol, and he smashed him up. Yeah, it's fair yeah, play to yeah, him. Yeah. But, um, and the other guy, what's the guy's name?
1: Oh, Gamboa?
2: No, African fella. Oh, uh, Dongo. The that's guy, the guy, Ricky yeah. Burns, smashed up Ricky
1: Burns. Yeah, that yeah.
2: guy. That yeah, win yeah. was...
1: It's starting to be two rounds. Yeah, he? to body the body, shot.
2: to the body. That was an amazing win. Yeah, but he needs wins on that level now. Yeah, even someone like Ugas. I think Ugas is with um, PBC as well. Yeah. So that might be difficult to make, but I'd like to see Ugas get a, a big fight again. I think against Porto was hard done yeah. by. Maybe he didn't win, but I think he got a little bit shafted on the cards. And I'd like to see Ugas as well yeah. get get a decent fight in twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, I think I think there is starting to, I think there is going to be fights that are going to happen now you know PBC with top rank. I know they've not always had the best relationship, but I think there are fights that are going to start happening now. With them if, if even even Andrew Ruiz against Anthony Anthony Joshua it wasn't top rank, but it was Eddie Hearn and he's a PBC fighter andy Ruiz. Yeah. So there's there is room for kind of maneuver really, you know, where where these guys can fight each other and it would be good it would be good to see. Terence Crawford in with, with the with the best kind of welterweights in the world really.
2: Well the Spence car crash puts a bit of a spanner in the works. I didn't see his interview. Well, but some down. people said it didn't sound great. He did not know. sound great. And boxing's not a sport that's easy that's easy to bounce back from that kind of injury from in sport is a team game, mm. you can kind of get reserve games, get mm. get yourself in there. But with mm. boxing is all we all sparring all these rounds, but when you're there under the lights, mm. And they've had a 6-12 six, six to 12 week training camp and they want to smash your face in. It's not the same as sparring no. some bloke up the street. So I'm concerned for Spence from that point of view. Yeah. And you've alluded to in the past that he's not been living the life. Mm. And, you know, hopefully this will serve as a wake-up call. And, you know, um, he can't talk about the car crash for legal reasons, I believe. So yeah. all we can do is really speculate, but... You know, I don't, I don't think that's a sign of someone who's taken his career seriously.
1: No, it's it's you know, whenever you saw him kind of backstage at a, at a you know a Brook a Barclays Center fight when one of the Charlos was fighting or Wilder was fighting, it, they'd be interviewing him. It'd be IFL or one of the American equivalents. of him, he'd be pissed up. know. Yeah. you know, him and the Charlos would be just all pissed. We'll be pissed up together with Broner, and it's like. The last people you want to be hanging around with is fucking Adrian Broner. Yeah, you know it's Spence is a, and this is like you just said, this is elite sport. This is, and he is, he's an elite fighter, and he's going to be, and if he's saying that he doesn't want any tune ups, he wants to go in with the top guys. They, the people around him, need to make sure he's okay, and then they need to get all the tests in the world done on him to make sure he's fine. And if he is, then he's a, you know, hopefully he comes back and he's the same fighter he was before, and he, and he. Because I, f- I think he'd, he'd beat them all if he is that same fighter. But there is a kind of a question mark. in this he,
2: It took him ages to get to where he is now. I mean, mm. well, he fought in the 2012 Olympics, I believe, and didn't get yeah. think, lost in the quarters. So he's been pro for seven, eight years now. And and he's under the radar. He beat he beat Bundu. He beat but These are like, you know, gatekeeper guys. He's beating them kind of guys for a long time. Mm. And... You know, he gets he gets a fight against Brook, beats him, mm. fights um Porter beats him. So yep. he's at the level now where he's got a grasp it. He's been mm. he's been fighting in Centres. Yeah. He needs to take this shit seriously yeah. because um you know, I'm not impressed with with that car crash at all. I mean no. your initial thoughts was oh I hope he's okay then after that, it was just that turned to, you know, frustration. I just yeah, think yeah, yeah. come on man, it's easy for me to I mean, I don't know the the temptation that he's are dealing with, I don't know His personal life, I don't know what issues are there, but he's really got to grasp it because in the next 18 months, he could really put his name Mm. in the 147 division, not just now, but of all time.
1: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You know, he's got two world titles now. Manny Pacquiao is there. If he was to get the Manny Pacquiao fight, he'd probably beat Manny Pacquiao, as great as he looked against Keith Furman. Yeah. I think Spence would probably be too big and too strong for him. If he was to beat Manny Pacquiao, that's a, a legend there yes. on, on your record. And then you've got three of the belts and it's just you and Crawford left. Yeah. Talking about PBC and top rank, Fury Wilder. God, yeah. Fury Wilder. That's been made. Two fights. This is their second fight they're they're going to have in February. One's PBC, one's top rank. It can be done. When it's the... just the power. If you've got that much
2: power. Yeah. And I think Fury and Wilder are obviously mates. I think it might be some... Rocky Balboa, Apollo Creed, when they yeah. retired, they're both going to be ringside together, all old and grey. You know, they changing war stories. It. Yeah, they both they both absolutely get it. And um, I mean, I don't like to use the term "casuals" because you know I don't think it should really it's a bit elitist, that. isn't? it? But um, I believe the casuals are buying the grudge yeah. between them. Yeah. And I know we all know full I mean, we both know full well that they don't hate each other. They just no. know it's business. Yeah. And. Wilder, much like Spence, has been fighting, you know, low level for a long time, yeah. And I feel that again, the next two three years could define mm. Wilder's career, yeah. Um, but then you've got to think to yourself, what happens to be the man if they lose? If um, if Fury gets wiped out in two three rounds, it'll probably be a part three, yeah. But what do you think that does for
1: a fight with him and Joshua,
2: with Fury and Joshua?
1: Yeah, if yeah, if if Fury loses to Wilder. Is that what you're saying? If Fury loses... Well, if he loses to
2: Wilder, it'd be about KO. that's, yeah, face, yeah, yeah. that's, that's it. it. <laughs>
1: that's the thing. It's like, you know, I think Fury, if Fury stays on his feet against Wilder, he'll win the fight. Yeah. Um, But I kind of think Wilder's going to knock him out. Um, But yeah, if if Fury loses to Wilder in any fashion at all, him and, him and Joshua, it's still a fight. Yeah. It's still a stadium fight, but it does lose its kind of edge because I think enough people believe the stuff about Joshua having a health problem and it just being an off night. And I think most casuals, if you like, and do I'm doing the inverted commas thing with my hands, people. Enough people believe that Joshua just had an off night. Maybe yeah. he did just have an off night and, and Ruiz had the fight of his life kind of thing. People will believe that it was a one-off and Joshua's still up there, still an elite fighter. Um, but if anybody gets... Knocked out badly in the next year, any of those three, then it, it loses its sting. I, I, I think the fight, and I think you agree with me on this, that people really, really want to see is Wilder Joshua.
2: I've, I've said that from day yeah. one because they're both, they're both straight shooters, mm. and they would be fun as long as it lasts. i couldn't just see, um, I mean, um, if Fury dances to a win against Wilder and he fights AJ in the next eighteen months. Mm the build-up would be amazing. Yeah. You know, because you're going to have the Fury stands and the AJ stands and they're going to be all giving it to each other. As a spectacle, I don't know if it will be that amazing. Yeah. I don't know. I can just see Joshua just getting befuddled and frustrated.
1: Yeah. I think, I think, I said this with Flav when we did the podcast, I don't think Joshua and his win makes any difference to who the top three are. I think Wilder's number one, Fury's number two. Those two are the number one and two. Joshua yeah. Joshua's a little gap towards Joshua. I think both of those beat Joshua handily. Um, that performance doesn't change my mind on that. Joshua's a good fighter. He's a really good fighter. And he's got three of the belts. But I think those two are the best in the world. Um, and I think they're both, their styles are just wrong for Joshua.
2: Yeah, I just... Um... A lot of people, I've seen a few people say, oh, you know, that if Joshua hits Wilder, then it's over. But Wilder's got good survival instincts. It's not like, when Joshua's hurt, he just looks at sixes and sevens. He doesn't look, it is reminiscent of front Bruno, where once he's hurt, the, the, eyes fight, go wide. Yeah, and the fight's over. Yeah, And it's, it's a bit like Klitschko after he got knocked out. He just, once he got hit, he just grabbed, grabbed, he just didn't know what to do. And mm. these things are important. People say it's good, you know, you've got to have a good chin. Mm. Have the chimp, you've got to know how to survive, how to yeah. tie people up, how to kid the other person that yeah. you're not hurt. Yeah. And I feel that when Joshua gets hit hard, often he'll say, you'll smile and say, good shot. Mm. But you can't do that against Wilder because as soon as you say good shot, he's broken your jaw
1: yeah. <laughs> with another shot. You won't get to say it.
2: And you don't see, you don't see the shots coming over Wilder, but nah. that's the fascination. I'm saying these things, have I, I couldn't say 100% certainty... You said, I couldn't 100% say that the other two beat AJ. Because you just don't know. No. Maybe McCracken divides as a plan mm-hmm. that beats the other two. And I think
1: AJ will never not listen to McCracken again after yeah. the last six months. That's it. And I think the Joseph Parker fight for Joshua, I thought that was going to be, this was going to be Joshua 2.0. The more mature, the more settled, the yeah. more calm, not always looking for the knockout. He he did kind of look for the knockout against Ruiz, but... It, I think he's kinda of gone back to that with after the last performance. Just gone back to being a bit more like Lennox Lewis was at his best, yeah. you know. I know it's a I know that name's kind of a dirty word around the Joshua household, but <laughs> yeah. to be a bit like that, keep it long, or Vlad Klitschko even. You know, yeah. keep it long, straight right hands, use your feet well and kinda of, kinda of get out of town really. So it'll be interesting, you know, it'll be interesting going forward. Did you see the scenes after Danny Jacobs against Julio Caesar it. What, no, <laughs> no, what happened there? So Chavez quit at the end of round five. Yeah. It was a quick job. Uh, he, he Throughout the fight, Chavez was complaining about elbows and things like that and headbutts. and Throughout the fight, he was constantly moaning and complaining about getting forearms and stuff. This is after he weighs in five pounds over what the contracted weight was yeah. um, and all of that. Um, then he jacks it on his stall at the end of round five and then a load of shit just comes flying <laughs> into the ring. Beer and drinks and fucking all sorts. Shoes. I think a shoe ended up in the ring. (laughs) There was a shoe ended up in the ring somehow. Like a, a red bottom. Like it was just in the ring. Like it was just... That's beautiful. It was just... And even after like Chavez is gone. Like he legged it. He went in the dressing room. Danny Jacobs is in the ring and there's people around him holding up the ring cards yeah. to protect him from the shit that was still flying in the ring. Fucking sandals and all sorts of stuff just flying in the ring. Oh, Chavez Jr. Man, it's just, it's just. Do you know what? I I said this on Twitter, and, I, and I'll say it again. Eddie Hearn and DAZN and everyone that got into bed with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Got exactly what they deserved. They got exactly what they deserved. They got a guy that doesn't have the dedication to come in on weight, and then a guy that doesn't really want to fight. He just wants to fight people much smaller than him. Yeah. Like when he was a middleweight, that's that's him. He doesn't he doesn't have the thing for it, and he doesn't have the the fighting desire for it. Yeah. And Zone and everyone else, and even Sky Sports, they got exactly what they deserved. I thought. Well,
2: yeah, I mean the signs the signs were all there. Um... But they'll probably end up using them again because it's just a name. It's money. It's um, yeah. the same as a KSI thing. It's 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 money once again. Um you know is you know it's a disgrace to the sport? But money talks, man. Mm. I mean, um, if they're I don't doing
1: know... another YouTube fight, aren't they? Dazone, yeah, not Logan Paul. The his brother. Oh, Does God. he have a brother? I, I believe it. I don't know. He's got a brother who's like a YouTuber guy, and he's fighting some other YouTuber guy. And that's going to be on the undercard of one of world title fights next year. Like, I have no idea. But, yeah, they're doing another YouTube fight. It's not just a one-off. They're doing it again. That's Jake Paul. Jake Paul against someone with a really odd name. Yeah, they're doing that again. And it's not... I guess it's just to get subscribers. I guess it's anything to get subscribers, isn't it? Um, you know, and I've said before on the, on the podcast... Dazone have put a lot of money into the sport, and I don't think it's sustainable the amount of money they've put into the sport. So they're probably trying everything they can, yeah, to kind of get claw back their money or to get as many subscribers as they can to claw back their money. So, yeah, I don't know. It was really, really odd. And so, so was the the, the Chavez Junior and the and the Chavez Junior against Danny Jacobs. I think Danny Jacobs is on the turn, and I, I don't think he's the same fire.
2: Well, I just think he's lived off that um, Golovkin fight. I think that was was peak. Ever since, you know, you probably want a rematch, but that's not going to happen. Um, Triple G is still still fighting. Um, don't know why. Mm. I don't think he will win a match against Canelo now, no. even if he does win. <laughs> yeah, you know, because Canelo won't lose a fight. No, no one's knocking him out, no. and no one's going to outpoint him. So not in Vegas. Yeah. So we are. So we are where we are. Um, yeah. You know, the Callum Smith. Been a weird 2019 for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he fought on the undercard of the AJ fight, mm-hmm. and he fought John Ryder. Mm-hmm. He may have done enough to win, but there's one really bad card which put a bit of a bad spin on it. But 29, 2020, him and Billy Joe Saunders have really got a they've got to fight each other or just retire, mate. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, they're both holding out for the Canelo fight, but. Who knows what Canelo's going to do next? Well,
1: for me, fight each other and the winner of that gets Canelo. Yeah. I think that's... Really, compared to Canelo, Smith and Billy Joe Saunders are both nobodies. Yes. They're both complete nobodies in comparison to him. Yes. You know, there's always the talk in boxing about purse splits. The pair of them will get 10% and yeah. they'll, they'll And, they'll, and they'll like it. And they'll like it. Yeah, exactly that. And But if they fight each other, do a big arena over here, do good numbers over here on Sky Sports. Yeah. They can then go back to Canelo and go, I've got two belts. Yeah, Two belts of Super Middle, where you kind of want to be. Fancy it. you Because know, right now, it's like, why would I fight Cadmus Smith if he's just gone life and death with John Ryder? Yeah. And why would I fight Billy Joe Saunders who's just gone life and death with a nobody on an undercard of some YouTubers? Yeah. So Canelo's a going. Good- he might. He might surprise us all because he's... I don't know if you've heard, he vacated the like, heavyweight title. He did, yeah. So in the WBO, when you win a title, if you move up or move down, you become the mandatory. It's like Bellier and Usyk. Like Usyk, yeah, because Usyk's gonna, hes Joshua's mandatory now. So he can go and fight Billy Joe Saunders for his title yeah. tomorrow, or he, can to <laughs> <laughs> or he could go up to cruiserweight, or he could go up to—he could go up to heavyweight and fight yeah. Usyk for the yeah, fight Garcia, and fight Usyk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He should just go up to heavyweight and fight Usyk for the heavyweight title.
2: Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I reckon, I reckon I might might get a, get a win there somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah been a weird year for Usyk. He fought. he was meant to fight spong and then spong. fights with a spoon yep and and that's been it and that fight wasn't really anything to write home about he's another one who's going to need to step up next year um as a thing in boxing still sharp and still there's only you get generational fighters who you mentioned earlier on the sugar ray leonard and mayweather who can fight yeah. once a year and still be on top of their game but it's not for everyone some people need to fight yeah yeah it's true
1: um, what do you think about Tank Davis
2: another fight I've not I don't think I've watched a single fight in December but yeah. I heard that um, Gamboa done his Achilles in round two yeah. and um,
1: Tank Davis couldn't get him out of there no not until they got him out of there in the last round Yeah. Um, I've got the upper tank we went and saw him live we did yes we we paid the money we were ringside we weren't VIP ringside but we paid good money because yeah. we were all we're all big fans of his yes but he's just falling off not falling off a cliff. He's just... You want to see him really push on. Yeah. Because he's a really good fighter. And you want to see him, like, a super feather fight Birch out. The other thing that annoyed me is he barely made weight the other day. Yeah, so he needed two attempts. Yeah, he needed two attempts. You know. He's a little, tiny bloke. He's a super featherweight, really. Yeah. Lightweight out of push. But really, he's a super featherweight. If he goes above lightweight, he's going to get marmalized. Oh, God, yeah. If he goes to Junior World Tour, where Josh Taylor is, and Ramirez, and... Uh, pro grey. they'd all smash him. And hooker. Yeah, they'd all smash him. You know, but he's a good fighter, but he's just wasted. I just feel like he's wasting his career.
2: Well, it's just, I mean, Ewa Spencer's not as bad as Tank Davis is, but it's just, you know, he bursts into the scene of those wins, yeah. and then...
1: They make the money, don't they?
2: And then time after time, he's struggling to make weight for fights. Um, he's gone up to 135. That's not what I would have wanted for him. No. He wants a Lomachenko fight. Maybe he gets it, but... we don't don't even know where Lomachenko is right now. Lomachenko is still a generational talent. Yeah. Always will be, but he's not young and he's been fighting for a very long time. Yeah. You know, you look at the amateur, amateur, you fight in...
1: 300-odd fights. Yeah.
2: yeah, But in the the competition, you are having maybe five or six fights in in as many days.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I was just, I was really disappointed in Tang. Just, A, he should have got rid of Gambawa. He's too big for Gambawa. Yes. And... To come in overweight, yeah, it was only a pounding. Yeah, he made it in the end, and fair but enough. But
2: it's happened to him before. It shouldn't happen, yeah. It keeps happening. I don't understand how you're coming in overweight and then um, you're demanding the earth, but you're not giving us anything in return. Really. Right. Um Yeah, he needs to get back in the ring soon. I feel that there are some fighters who need to stay busy because right. if they don't, then the outside yes. elements get them. Yeah. Um, no, it is annoying of him because he's someone who we had a lot of hopes for. I um, mean, um, was it Pedraza?
1: Liam Smith. And then Walsh.
2: He, he, Walsh. he beat Walsh, but he also beat, But well, when he beat the yeah. first time I properly saw well, this guy's got a really big future in the game. He had Mayweather yeah. in this corner and um, since then, it's just
1: kind of, it's been a very odd trajectory. Yeah. For him. Yeah. Hopefully 2020's a, a better year for him. Um, yeah, that's kind of a, enough of the wrap-up, really. I mentioned we want to talk about Dubois. Or Badoo Jack. Um, oh yeah, Badoo Jack, that was a bit of a modern classic by all accounts. Yeah. Um, I felt really sorry for Badoo Jack because he's, He's on the way out, isn't he? He's on the way out. He's had a lot of tough fights, and I think his his bad engine. He doesn't have the best engine. Yeah. He's really accurate, so he none of it. He doesn't waste a lot of shots, but he doesn't have a good engine, so he can't. He doesn't have the work rate to win clear decisions. Yes, every decision's close. He's had so many draws, so many split decisions. It's be- I, f- For me, I just put it down to he just doesn't have the engine for it. Yeah. I felt really bad for him because I really wanted him to win the other night. but No,
2: I mean, he's a nice guy. I mean, yeah. he's, there's you know, his peers in the sport seem to like him. Mm. And Pascal someone who's just been around for a long time, but he's had a bit of an Indian summer. He beat Brown yep. and yep. he's got this win under his belt. It yep. was a win, wasn't it? Yep. I don't know what I thought it was a draw. Um, so these so, are two big wins for him. And
1: it,
2: in that division... You know, it's, it's tough. It's yeah. tough. Because um, Badu Jack was struggling to um, make weight at 168, so he moves up. Yeah. But, you know, you've got Baturbia, vosdick still can't be, you know, written off, and you've got yeah. Bivol. Yeah. And I don't know if Kovalev is still going to continue fighting. There's talk. He may still do that. And he's yeah. still, you know, he's still a live body.
1: Yeah. Trilogy fight, perhaps, him and, him and uh, Kovalev.
2: <laughs> God. That'd be amazing. I mean, we've, we've not really talked about Anthony Yard yet, because throughout... Yeah. throughout Yard's career we've been to see his fight it's not because of him he's just always been on the undercard because Warren has like the same five fighters on yeah, yeah. every single yeah. card so yeah. yard as well. and we always talked about how Yard would fare um, it did okay um, but you know it was a comfortable win in the end for for Kovali we could have got him out of there in round eight but yeah. one would hope that there are some slight changes to the, to the training and the sparring to yeah. make him more successful
1: yeah another one that needs another active year because yeah. he's been radio silent since since September when he boxed Kovalev. Kovalev's yeah. boxed and lost since then. Um, so yeah, interesting interesting time for him as well. Hopefully he's active and he gets a fight in the first quarter of next year. Frank Warren was talking about putting on a big O2 show, I think in April, Yeah, uh, that Dubois is going to be on. Hopefully Yard's on that hopefully odds on that to get yard back in there again. So what, be Dubois up jo- Joyce. Joyce is fighting in February, so no. Oh, that's a uh, shame. he was supposed to be fighting in January against Marco Huck yeah, for the European title, but I that got judge. postponed it's been moved to February. So I doubt Dubois is going to fight Joyce in in April 2 months later I doubt it. Um but right now if they was to fight tomorrow Joyce and Dubois who
2: would you fancy? Oh, you got to go for the, If a fight is that close, you just got to go for the fresher man and the guy with the momentum. Mm. But Joe Joyce has got so much ring experience. I mean, he's been an amateur for, for ages. Yeah. Um, but I think DeBrois is just on the roll. He's got the momentum. Um, he, he went through a period where he wasn't getting people out of there. He looked a bit sluggish, I think. There wasn't Kevin Johnson, there's someone else i forgetting who. He just could not get out of there. Yep. And he looked very sluggish doing so. Yeah. And he took a few shots back as well. I think now he's back on track and yeah. I feel that Dubois wins that.
1: Yeah, I think Dubois probably just about wins it. Because, yeah, <laughs> Dubar's not the quickest, but Joyce is even slower. Yeah, And I just think I think it would just be a case of Dubois would land first. And he is just getting better and better and better. And he's yes. active. He's active and he's fresh and he is improving all the time. His jab is brilliant. His He's a bit more composed. I remember when he fought the, the African guy for the Commonwealth title and he ate a few shots. That might have been the fight you were talking about. Yeah, I think about. It, was, it was that one. Um, and he, he ended up getting him out of there. But he took a lot of shots and he was a bit impatient. Yeah. Now he's a bit more patient and I think yeah, I think he'd beat Joyce but I think it'd be a cracking fight. I'd love to see that at some point in twenty twenty. April probably a bit soon, maybe towards the winter, you know, next autumn or I mean, something. You
2: like love that. a domestic fight. I mean he fought Gorman. Um people are trying to build that as a fifty fifty, but as the fight turned out it was Dom. 80-20 eighty yeah, twenty. Yeah. If even that. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, I think it's good for the domestic heavyweight scene that yeah. these fights are happening. Um but I feel that the next decade will be the rise of the Eastern Europeans. Yeah, yeah. And when I say Eastern Europe, I'm not talking about Bulgaria. I'm talking about, like, Azerbaijan and yeah. those places that there. there's so many, not, not just heavies, but all through the divisions, you know, turning, turning over now. Yeah. And after the Olympics next year, there'll be another batch turning
1: over, so... Yeah. I think in the twenties we'll see a lot more.
2: Yeah, Boxing Monthly
1: this month, Mark Butcher, our yeah. friend Mark, wrote. Uh, he always does his top ten people to look out for this yeah. year, and it is lots of Eastern European names scattered throughout yeah. that piece. Uh, but it's it's a, it's a it's a good read. So talk about talk about our year as a whole. We've kind of done that at the start. Who's the fighter of the year for the world?
2: Uh, Canelo, it has to be Canelo, um, Bar Mile. I think the Kovalev win kind of vindicates. Against him a lot, mm. um, you could say that Kovalev probably the most beatable champion, but Kovalev is still a live body, and he could have just fought to a decision, but he got him out of there with a hellish shot. Yeah. Um, to my knowledge, I don't think there are any weight restrictions like rehydration clauses. Were there? there was a rumor, there yeah. was a
1: rumor about rehydration clause, but literally no one was allowed to talk about it. Yeah. So I don't know the, the details of it because no one was allowed to talk about it. There was yeah. like a media thing, so. I don't think so. I yeah. don't know what it was. No one knows. That's so. the only
2: thing I could think of maybe, maybe why Clover got knocked out like that but it's got to be Canelo. He's the biggest fighter in the sport and he has to be the fighter of the year. UK point of view you can't really look past um, Josh Taylor.
1: Yeah. Unified Ring Magazine Junior Worldweight Weight Champion yeah. put on probably the best one of the best fights on these shores this year which we were lucky enough to be sat in the lower tier for. Yeah. Um, yeah, Josh Taylor's probably the British fighter of the year. Last year, Josh Warrington got robbed. It was absolutely Josh Warrington. But this year, it's, it's Josh Taylor by a country mile. Brilliant year. Yep. Not my favourite fighter. Um, he doesn't like orange people very much. <laughs> um, I, oh. Do you know what? I'm kind of team Josh Taylor on this one because. Oompa they, <laughs> they they are child murderers. They—they fucking—they were letting that fucking ch- Charlie murder kids in that factory. So I'm with you, Josh. It's just Taylor's for the little, for the little men. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that, that's serious. I can't believe we—I can't believe I ever thought that O'Hara Davis fighting with him was a
1: fifty-fifty. Looking back on it, yeah, now, he's now like an elite fighter. A few people I saw, you know, put them in in their pound-for-pound pound top tens. Josh Taylor, and yeah. I wouldn't argue the toss of it. He's had a
2: great year. If you clean a division out. Well, yeah. Ramirez aside, as then yeah. you have to be in the in the, in the equation as was um, Usyk for the cruiserweight when he won it. So, um, I'm not terribly fond of Josh Taylor as a person, but he can't argue against against the wins.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm the same as you. Not not the biggest fan of him as a person, but he's a he's a quality fighter, and he put on a really good performance against Progre. I thought Progre nicked it by a point, but. Really good fight. I'd love for them to have a rematch next year. I don't see the point of putting it off for ages, really. I'd like to see Josh Taylor fight Ramirez or Progre fight Ramirez. Yeah. And then Taylor.
2: Ramirez know. is fighting
1: Postal, no? Yes, that's his mandatory. Yeah, yeah. That's his mandatory. So, yeah, I'd go with that fight of the year, Canelo. I'd agree with you on that. I'd agree with you on that. What's been personally for you, like your favourite moment of the year? I know what mine is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: personal favourite moment of the year
1: yeah. Fuck, I need to really think about this I- I'll do I mine want... should I do mine? yeah do yours when we went to Glasgow to watch a new way
2: eh? oh shit yeah. yes Yeah. yes yes in May I need to know what his music is it's probably really obvious it might be yeah. something like Godzilla but yeah, yeah, yeah. it has this very intimidating element to it yeah. um, you mentioned Gerona Davis you know when we see you know, big foreign stars fighting these shores and yeah, there was yeah. Anyway, it was yeah. That was
1: worth that was worth the that was worth everything. Yeah, I was where well, We all were. We was all out of our seats, clapping like seals when he came out. Yes. It was the amount of Japanese people there. Yeah, but the reception he got from Scottish fans yeah. and people like us that had flown up to go and see, it was just brilliant. It was just something else to just see. He just knew was like an elite, yeah. pound for pound, quality fighter. He's probably going to go down in history as one of the Jap- Japan's best fighters. Yeah. And I was just so happy to be there. And to fight a good fighter like Manuel Rodriguez, who was undefeated at the time, world champion, and he just smashed him to He just, just Right through him. I could have left after that and not watched the Taylor fight. I'd have been perfectly happy. Turned out the Taylor fight was a pretty good fight. No, there. it was. Um,
2: yeah, I'll probably go along with that. I guess the disappointment is that we missed Lemachenko in the flesh.
1: Um, yeah. I
2: mean, I've not seen, I've not seen the fight back, but um, that yeah. was one that we just weren't able to attend for yeah. for different reasons. Um, yeah. yeah, personally, it's got to be, it's got to be a New Year. As soon as the fight was made, you know, we got a decent hotel near enough to the arena. Um, this undercard, the Scottish fans were great. Mm. Um, you know, they, you know, they were so as we'll excited punch up
1: outside. Oh god,
2: yeah. Bloke <laughs> got a real. Bloke got a kick to the face, <laughs> and his and his missus jumped on top of him to to avoid Stop further punishment. It. So yeah, that was. It uh, was in the same. I think Alex was in the same hotel as Josh Taylor and MacGregor. Um, yep. So yep. that was nice. Um, yeah, I kind of did the thing where I pretend I don't know who he is. Yep. But um, yeah, that was that was that was a good little weekend. To think, yeah. What other fights did we see? We saw Josh Taylor twice, and that was it. Yeah, we saw Josh Taylor twice. Uh, did we get a York call this year? I'm trying to remember. I don't think we I did. We
1: went to York Hall this year. Copper yeah, Box.
2: But that was last year when we God. saw Cheeseman. We saw Cheeseman. Yeah,
1: I went to Cheeseman against Garcia with our mate David Alfie Ward from. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That was back in February. Cheeseman against Sergio Garcia, not yeah. the golfer. Uh, he was fucking good. That Garcia. <laughs> to be ringside to watch him, he was brilliant, and he smashed up Cheeseman. Uh, yeah, not been to many shows this year, you know. No, not many. No, not many. Not that I can think of. We did not, we've not done our usual Manchester trip. There's been nothing that's really took our fancy. We went to Manchester. We didn't go to Manchester at all, did we? No, we went to Glasgow, didn't we? Oh. Next year, T, Vegas. We're going <laughs> to see, go see Canelo. We'll see. Mate, might have to go to Anfield.
2: Who knows? <laughs> God. Imagine
1: that. Yeah, yeah. That would be good, actually. Imagine the silence. <laughs> Imagine the silence well. when Canelo wins. You know, it'd be nice to see the home team lose yeah. there for change. Smith will win every round and then they'll read out the cards, one 109 to <laughs> three times. And you, then just be us two going, yeah, suck it. But it felt like that
2: would better you lost to as because yeah. that was a nice one to be there for. Just um, silence. Yeah. In terms of upsets this year, there can only be, be one, isn't there? And that's AJ yeah. Ruiz. Um, yeah. I didn't stay up for that fight. I woke up the next morning and um, found a video of it. And the video jumped a bit far ahead, and I saw AJ in trouble. Well, he's obviously going to come back and yeah, win this. Yeah. Go back, round three. That's got to be the round of the year, surely. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. That that fight was amazing. Yeah. But Danair versus Inoue, that was that's the fight of the year. That right. that's knock up on everyone because that fight was on during the middle of work. Yeah. So I didn't watch that fight. I kind of knew the result when I watched it, so I kind yeah. of took away from it. That's but a shame. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had the
1: day off. Oh, you're lucky you lucky bastard! I had the it, day really. off. M- Partly to watch that, but partly because I was going to Paul Zanon's book signing. Yeah, yeah. So I, what I had to do was I thought, oh, we had to watch it at home. Yeah. And then I'll jump on, I'll jump on the train and go up and see Paul up at the gym. Turns out I needed to leave just after the first round, so I watched the first round. But thankfully, I've got Sky Go, so I've just put that on straight away and just watched the whole thing on the bus and then on the train. And I'm sat there on the bus. Watching it, slapping my own leg, going, come on! Like, trying not to make too much of a noise on the train, but who cares in the end? I ended up going absolutely mental because it was an amazing fight and an amazing performance by both men. And now Donair's the WBC mandatory now. So he's going to get another world title fight in 2020 at 30...
2: It'll be 39, 38, 39. Brilliant. At the, at those weights, you don't really... Um... You don't really last that long, so mm. you know the fact he's gone back down and wait. I mean, he got battered by Nicholas Waters, yeah, and he just kind of reinvented himself. I mean, we, I mean, Inoue, Donnell was there in Glasgow, wasn't he?
1: Oh yes, he did. Because yeah, after,
2: after the fight, they face off, didn't they? Yes. And Pro was there too. Yes. Um, so we're thinking Donnell's gonna die. Yeah. This is like this is like some fucking Ivan Drago shit yeah. here, and um,
1: yeah.
2: anything but die. He yeah. was he was in there and he gave. Inoue, the fight of his life, and um, Danaire's one of the nice guys in boxing, really. He's a nice Mm. guy. Um, when he, I mean, Danaire, sorry, Inoue let him have the trophy just to show his kids, and the scenes after the fight was very nice, all very cordial. So that that was nice
1: to see. It'd be really good to see, you know, if if Danaire was to win a world title, uh, and uh, Inoue was to fight, um, what's his name, John Riel Casimiro, if he was to beat him. And they could have a rematch back in Japan, free of the belts. You know, that would be really good next year to have another fight because it was, it really was, you know, I was in KFC holding my box mill when, (laughs) when Inoue was hurt and I was nearly slung it all over the place. It was just, (laughs) just a brilliant, brilliant fight. It really was, you know, I think it was, I don't think it was Andy Clark on commentary. It was the other guy, um, the other guy, I think his name's Andy as well, the Sky commentator. And he called it an instant classic. And I think I couldn't have worded it better. Um, it was just, I think it was Chris Lloyd actually that did the commentary. Um, I don't want to credit the wrong person, but I think it was him. But yeah, he called it an instant classic and it was just, that's the perfect way to, to call it really. It really, really was an amazing fight and it really did. The WBSS has been a revelation, hasn't it?
2: It has and there was worries that it was going to fall apart and Baranchik was, was in the brink of pulling out. Mm. Um, and then there was all the drama of Burnett having to retire, mm-hmm. um, sadly. Mm. So that kind of, then I think Tete got an injury as well. So that yep. kind of yep. made things a bit, a bit difficult. Yeah. But in the end, we have got two brilliant finals. Yeah. And it's great for the WBSS. I'm not sure if it survives after this, unless one of the big companies backs them, because mm. there's all this talk of people not getting paid on time and yeah. and all the rest of it. So.
1: Yeah, I think what it needs is, it needs some of the big Americans to get involved, and I just most of the big Americans are with. ESPN or there with show there with PBC, yeah. and that's what he needs because DAZN picked it up, didn't they? Sky yeah. Sports picked it up, so Sky Sports have done their bit. DAZN have done their bit, but if you don't have a big American name yeah. or a big name that the Americans know, they're not. It's not going to generate that much money, and it's it, you know I think DAZN and Sky probably help keep it going. We've yeah. also we've got the the cruiserweight final to come as well. Also, yeah. cost Bredis.
2: Well, yeah, I think Breedis is um, has to fight. Gloveraki within a certain number of days because of the yeah. UFC elbow. Yeah. of John Jones there. That was um, the
1: craziest fight of the year. That was ridiculous. Yeah, but I
2: think if Breedus loses in Latvia, then people die. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's understandable why yeah. they let him get away with it because yeah. no one's leaving that stadium, that arena alive.
1: No. no, Robert Bird. Yeah, they had his kids in a hotel room. Yeah, didn't
2: they? yeah, yeah, mate. Right, you know, barely over their head, knife around the throat. Yeah, in a warehouse somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Hands hand in a vice, yeah.
1: Line <laughs> kind of duty shit, man? just yeah. straight gully, yeah. <laughs> Posted his pinky to his hotel room. Posted yeah, exactly. his kid's pinky.
2: <laughs> 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 but the Bitterbia fight was a pleasant surprise. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bitterbia a bad man. But he's getting on in age a bit. He's yeah. not had many fights. He's had a lot of inactivity. He's got a mandatory. He's fighting in China next. Who's the mandatory? <laughs> Chinese geezer. <laughs> a Chinese bloke at
1: 175. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so we've, we've just to wrap it up, fighter of a decade. So, it can only be Floyd Mayweather. So, the, 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 what are they called? The Boxing Writers Association of America. They've not announced, I don't think they've announced yet, theirs yet, but they're. Their top five. I know boxing news are their top five, but their top, um, the British right, or the British, the Boxing Rights Association of America's so their five were Floyd, Pacquiao, Andre Ward, Canelo, and Vlad Klitschko. Wow! So those were their five. Vlad Klitschko. Well, he had the belt for a long time. He had the belts all the way up until twenty fifteen. Yeah. I would. I I love Floyd, but I'd go Canelo, well, number one, because Floyd hasn't either second half of the decade he didn't he boxed Conor McGregor and yeah. that's it and I love Floyd more than anyone but Canelo he's pretty much his whole career has been in this decade and I just think he's become what he's become you know in the sport I think makes him the fire of the decade not Floyd but Floyd's you look at Floyd's decade he'd be Manny Pacquiao Miguel Cotto um, Canelo. Canelo yeah <laughs> Canelo he's beaten Mosley, you know, Hall of Fame fighters. Marquez. Mar- he's beaten, Marquez is 2009. Was um, it? Yeah. But he's beaten everybody. Yeah. And he's done it handily. So I get why people would say Floyd, because his resume is so much better than everybody else's this decade. I would just go Canelo, just because he's been active throughout the whole decade.
2: He has been active. Um, there's no one who Canelo's not really fought. So fair play by then. What do you do with Pacquiao then? Yeah. I mean, would he be number one? <laughs> he,
1: l- he lost four times, one one of those to Jeff Horn. That takes him out of it for me. Yeah, that's true. He did lose. He did get KO'd. Was that this decade as well? Yes. Ah, yeah, no.
2: Um, you can't find him and be the fire of a decade. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> <laughs> and then what? you got Lubachenko and Ward. Yeah. Probably be the other, other Ward's two. People. It, yeah,
1: I get Ward. I get Ward, but a bit of inactivity doesn't help him.
2: Yeah, but that's, that's kind of um, the problem with the sport on the whole, though, isn't it? I mean, mm. no one's going to be... People don't go through the entire career being active. Kinello mm. is a bit of an, an outlier from that point of view, and Pacquiao. Yeah. Um, a lot of them have a prison activity. Mm. Lomachenko just needs that fight for me, and it's it's difficult. I mean, people say he's like, you know, you knew he over in the boxing ring, and there's like a ballet dancer, but he needs that fight that people are going to talk about with him in the pub when he's 60 years old, and... Mm. As I stand, it's just going to be you tap dancing around Nicholas Waters. Yeah, and you know, okay, Lenarmas is a good win, yeah. but Lenarmas is someone whose name is massive in the UK, yeah. but in America they see him as someone who's you know kind of very good fighter, but
1: he's not, it's nice. not a Baldy. Mm. So he'll be fighting Tefimo Lopez. Maybe hopefully, maybe that'll be the fight if Lopez gives him a really hard fight and they have a rematch.
2: We've often talked, yeah, and we've often talked about what. People who may rather have beaten have done after, mm. and you know, Canelo's been one of the fighters of the decade, mm. uh, Pacquiao has and, beaten yeah. Keith Thurman now, mm. so it'd be nice if Lomachenko had a win where someone else has gone on to be a really big star in the sport. As so you know, what, I beat him anyway, so yeah, 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 you know, you can put the argument to on one side, yeah, so that would be nice. I mean, Teofimo Lopez is you know a bit gobby, he'll help sell the fight, and yeah, no, it'll, it'll be exciting. Um, be very exciting. I feel that um Machenko is arguably on a downswing. I mean, he's yep. been fighting since he was eight, pretty much. Yeah. Having to make weight for over 20 years, that, that catches up with you. It. It's not like... His hands must be like dust. Yeah. Um the board. You know, because um, in Eastern Europe, they, they fight loads yeah. in that, yeah. at amateur level.
1: Yeah.
2: And then they come to pro and they're so seasoned. You've got people like Baterbia, Abusik and Lemachenko who have world champions within 10, maybe 15 fights. Mm. You don't get that with... Nah, they've any other other fight because I I mean, even okay, maybe they probably should have had the gold medal in the Olympics, but I don't think Mm. he had hundreds of amateur fights or anything like that. So,
1: yeah, yeah, they perhaps just need to start turning over a bit sooner, really, if they want to make if they want to have really good pro careers.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I think I think that'll probably be the shift, that'll probably be the shift there where they put that's what they're preparing people for because in America and in England. They're fighting amateur to go pro. Yeah, it is there. These these guys probably have every. I, I don't know a lot about how things are in Eastern Europe, but I would guess that the government probably assists them an awful lot, and mm. um, you know they can fight amateur and still live a decent yeah. life. Yeah, it is over here. It's a lot of refunded, and that can get cut off at any time. Yeah. So yeah,
1: so I guess that's the difference. Yeah, some fucker wins a rollover, and that's it. You're <laughs> <is> cut. <laughs> <laughs> You're eating super noodles. <laughs>
2: you, know, you got to wait outside outside Sainsbury's yeah. local with a shank. Was Because you
1: bought a ticket. <laughs> Achilles gone. Well <Wallop>. look. <laughs> There's some geezer at the press conference with a big massive check. And <laughs> some poor Bantam weights getting told you're eating, you're on fucking super noodles for the rest of the month. Yeah, mate, beans and sausages. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Good way to end it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the last part of the decade. Yeah. Happy twenty twenty, everybody.